discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Give God a wave offering with a shout of praise. You may please be seated. Thank you. Praise God. This blessed Sunday morning, we have come to a great festal public gathering. It's a place of celebration. Now, the Bible says that the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. So we have not come to a funeral, but we have come to a spiritual celebration. Now the Bible says that the joy of the whole earth is in Mount Zion, from the recesses of the north, the city of the great king. So I want, everyone, I want to see everyone smiling. Just be happy because we have come to the place of celebration. We have come to Mount Zion. Can you turn to your neighbor and just give your neighbor a very powerful smile? <laughs> Hallelujah. Please turn with me to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4. I want to read verse 20. Now, I'm speaking on the subject, the hearing of faith. The hearing. Hearing. The hearing of faith. You can also name it hearing and hearing. Hearing and hearing. So you can name it either the hearing of faith or hearing and hearing. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4 verse 20 said, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. For they are, verse 22 said, For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Can we all read this verse together? One, go. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. It's amazing. So the Bible says that the word of God is life and medicine. You see, God's word is life and medicine. Yet, 
For God's word to be life and medicine to you, you have to find it. Or you have to find them. You may casually read the word of God and still not find life and find medicine. They are life to those that find them. And my desire is that from now on you begin to find them. Find, find, find. They are life to those that find them. That means it doesn't come by casual reading. You need a technique to find. For the word of God to be life and medicine to you, it takes a kind of technique. Now, the word being life to you implies that the word blesses you in every way. The word gives you peace. The word gives you tranquility. The word gives you all that you need. The word teaches you how to live. It gives you prosperity of the mind, prosperity of heart. You know, everything you need in this life, it's, you, the word can prosper you. The kind of life Jesus gave us. He gave us life and to have life more abundantly. Whatever pertains to life, the word can give you. You can be blessed materially, blessed spiritually, blessed solically, blessed every way by the word. And moreover, the word is also medicine. Medicine. So you can find life and find medicine in the word you are holding. But the Bible says that they are life to those that find them. The Bible says that if thou seekest for her as for silver, and if, if thou searchest her as for hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of God, and thou shalt find the knowledge of God. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 4. You see how those who go and do mining, you see how they search for silver, you see how they search for gold, how they search for treasures, mining. The Bible says, if you search for it this way, you will find it. My son, eat thou honey, for it is good. And honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul. And when thou hast found them, there shall be a reward. Proverbs 24, 13 and 14. The Bible says, when thou hast found them. Now the word of God is like honey. Just eat honey. Eat the word. When thou hast found them, there shall be a reward. God's word is life and medicine. Now, in Proverbs 4.22, the Bible says, they are life to those who find them. And medicine, the Greek, the Hebrew says, medicine to every part of their body. Medicine to every part of your body. God's word is medicine to every part of your body. You see, when you go to the hospital, or when you're sick in your body, and you enter into a pharmacy shop, you, whatever you buy, you wait for prescription, true or false. They prescribe to you that, oh, with this kind of medicine, um, after every meal, take two antibiotics. So there's a prescription, and you go by it. You don't do it your own way. And if the doctor gives you 30 antibiotics, tablet, and tells you to take it daily for 30 days, you are faithful to do that, true or false. If the doctor says that, take it breakfast, after every breakfast, take one, every lunch and supper. Take one each or take two each. It's amazing how faithful we are, and we do it. And sometimes after one month, we are not even better. 
or we are halfway better. But you see, God's word is medicine and it has its prescription. And if you know the, the great prescription of the eternal physician, let me give an example. Someone was sick. Some weeks ago, I spoke with a person. Now, this, this man of God had been sick for years, and he was just lying down. So sick that he can't even eat this way. When he's eating, he has to do this way, do this. That's how he has to eat. He has to adjust his body some way before the food can enter. So they prayed and prayed, nothing is happening. So they took him and dumped him in the house of a, of a herbalist. So that the herbalist will... <laughs> So, out of frustration, the family didn't know what to, what to do. So, for them, they were willing for wherever solution comes from, their son must be healed. So, he called me. So, when he called me, I said, okay, man of God, that's what we are going to do. We are going to take scripture tablet for two weeks to three weeks. I said, every breakfast, we are going to take a healing verse and meditate ten minutes before you eat. And lunch, you are going to take a verse and meditate five to ten minutes before you take lunch. <laughs> and supper, you are going to take the, the same verse, just pour over them. Take scriptures that addresses divine healing according to the finished work of Christ for three weeks, morning, afternoon, evening. That's a prescription I gave him. Because the doctors, when they give us such prescription, we are faithful. And we honor it. When it's time, hey! <laughs> we tremble to take it and because we believe that something will happen to our body. We'll be healed. That's medical health. But to have divine health, he has his prescription. I said, take one tablet of divine antibiotic, one verse, and just meditate on it. Now, he has been, he has been underground for years. I spoke to me yesterday. He was shouting and jubilating. He says, every something is gone. 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 Three weeks. Three weeks. Everything has disappeared. They've taken him to every man of God everywhere. Now you need to activate your faith to be healed. And this is the way God ordained for us. I mean, he's... When, when he called me out, is, is this the same person? <laughs> the way he... Res, that is yesterday. Responding, screaming, shout, everything is fine. He's, this man of God has a big church. So he had to leave. The, the church was... He had to leave the church. Can you imagine? But he found it. Why? Because he gave himself to the prescription to digest, masticate, assimilate the word. And if you do the same, you have the result. Hallelujah. It's so powerful. Now I'm talking about hearing of faith. Hearing and hearing. Hearing of faith. Now, now the Bible is telling us that for their life to those that find them, we want to find the word, find and have living proofs and results. How many of you want to have results? The word giving you results. Yeah. The word must produce results in your life. When you pray, you have to see results. You don't pray religiously to celebrate hours. We pray to celebrate answers. Because we have a living father who hears us when we whisper. And that's how it should be. But how do you find the word? It's there. It began from verse 20. He says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. 
So now it spoke of it spoke of the ear gate, the eye gate, and the heart gate. To find the word, the ear gate, the eye gate, and the heart gate. So it says, incline your ear to my word. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Then the word will be found. But my emphasis this blessed Sunday morning is in verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. That's what I'm speaking on. The hearing of faith. Incline your ear to my sayings. Hallelujah. So let's see verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Now what does it mean when the Bible says, attend to my words? Attend to my word means give full attention to my word. Hallelujah. What did I say? Give full attention. Uh, the reason why the word does not profit many people is because they, they have divided attention when they open their Bibles. Especially in our day, with the proliferation of media, with the proliferation of media, what happens is that hardly people can, these days, can hardly focus on one thing. Now, you see people watching television. Now, people today, you see people watching television. Whilst they're watching television, they are also browsing on Facebook or on WhatsApp. So I'm wondering, are you on your phone or you're watching TV? Say, so we are doing both. <laughs> That's what is happening our day. Aha. Too many things around. So we do both. That's divided attention. And we have carried the same thing to the word. Now you go to homes, you get to a home, and children are, or teenagers are doing their homework at the same time watching television. <laughs> so as they're doing their homework, <laughs> and sometimes they even forget, they watch, uh, then they come to themselves, hey. <laughs> That's divided attention. And I've seen people reading the, reading the Bible and listening to radio at the same time. How do you do it? The Bible and radio at the same time. That is divided attention. <laughs> but they believe that we can listen to both. But the worst one is, when you are reading the Bible, and you are so divided that your mind is engaged, thinking about so many things. So you are reading this chapter, you read from verse 1, but you get to the last verse, and you are wondering, how did I get to this verse? <laughs> now, how many of you are guilty of this? Hey. <laughs> oh, so you're all going through the same trials. <laughs> you are wondering, how did I get to verse 27? And you don't even remember from verse 6 to verse 27. You... you, you because your mind is somewhere else, divided attention. Now, I'm showing you how you can find the word. Now, there is a way you can be reading the Bible for two weeks, but it has, it has never profited you. Because you know why? When you are reading your Bible, your phone must be off. Because some of you read the Bible on your phone, then uh, once in a while, you go and check WhatsApp messages. So, while you are reading, that you have WhatsApp messages. So, you stop the reading, and... and Go and read the message. And the message, message captures your attention for a while. Ah, uh, then you remember that, hey, I'm even reading, reading my Bible. <laughs> no 
I had a response here. Someone is guilty here. <laughs> Can you imagine? So you are reading the Bible, the hot up messages. And sometimes the messages are so important. So important that you feel you have to attend to that message. Especially when, if you're a pastor. Because if your phone is on, while you're reading the Bible, a call, a call will come through and someone will say that, oh, man of God, um, my grandfather's uncle's nephew's sister. You know those things. <laughs> Just got drowned in a well. Man of God, what do we do? And that will take your attention for the next 45 minutes. I'm telling you. And before you realize, it's always like that. Hallelujah. So when you sit on the word, make sure you understand that this is the holiest moment. This is the most sacred moment in your entire life. So you open the word without any divided attention, with full focus. That is how you begin finding life. Normally, that's what you do when the year begins. Especially because of your resolutions. In, in January, you read the Bible with full scope attention. But after a while, something happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell your neighbor from today, let nothing distract you. Yeah. Full attention. I'm telling you that if you do this, just read. Make sure the time you are reading is, is a good time. If you have children, make sure you wake up at dawn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those who have children know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Then, now Paul said, Paul used the same words. Remember that in 1 Timothy 4, verse 13, Paul told Timothy, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Till I come. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Till I come. Now, that's what Paul told Timothy. And the word attendance, now, in the Septuagint, the Septuagint is actually, um, in the Hebrew, the Old Testament is in Hebrew, the New Testament is in Greek. You see, but the Septuagint Bible is a Greek version of the Old Testament. So in the Septuagint, when Paul says attendance, it's the same word that is used in Proverbs 4, verse 20. Attend to my word. Hallelujah. It's the same word. So Paul told Timothy, till I come, give attendance. It's the same word. So he's saying that we need full, the word means full attention. Full attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Hallelujah. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Now let's go back to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. All right. So my son, attend to my word. Literally, my son, give full attention. That's how it begins. Give full attention to my word. Without any divided attention. Full attention to my word. Then he said, incline thine ear to my sayings. Now follow me carefully. Now how many of you are going to give full attention? I beseech you by the tender mercies of God. When you are reading the Bible, keep your phones off. Keep it off. Know that is the most hallowed moment. And make sure your mind is not occupied. Then he said, incline then yet to my sins. Now, what does it mean to incline? The word incline is an old English word. 
which means to bend down. To bend down. It's an old English word which means to bend down. The incline of a hill is a slope. The slopes or the slope of a hill. Incline means to bend down. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. That means to bind, to bend down the ear. How do you bend down your ear? Incline your ear to my sayings. The word incline means to bend down. So bend down your ear to my sayings. How do you do that? Positionally, the ear is in the head. True or false? <laughs> Obviously. You cannot bend your ear without bending your head. Bend your ear, let me see. Yeah, you cannot bend your ear without bending your head. So, when he says, incline your ear, he's saying, bend your ear. But you cannot do that without bending your head. Now, the posture in bending your head, that, that posture, biblically, speaks of humility and teachability. Humility and teachability. Humility and teachability. What it means is that when you focus on a word and you're reading a word, what the word is telling you, you have to be humble, you have to be submissive, you have to be teachable to admit and accept what the word is saying. For instance, when you open the Bible, the Bible can challenge your belief system. It can challenge your belief system. Because some of us, we've come from places we've had so many ideas, so many mindset. So when we open the Bible and what we are reading now challenges what we have believed. Either you do this or you do this. Either you do this. There are some people, they never believe in divine health. They never believe that health, they believe that miracles have passed and there's nothing like divine health. Can you imagine? If there's no divine health, then the name of Jesus doesn't exist again. Because they healed in the name of Jesus and they rose up. But if we have the name, then we still have miracles. So sometimes the word challenges your belief system. Something you have believed. And you sit down and you just receive light. Now two things. Either you go like, mm, this one. Mm, 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 mm. One day I was preaching and a very honorable person, a law, an esteemed lawyer in the country, raised her hands and said, I think that, I said, the Bible says, husbands, wives, submit yourself to your own husbands. He said, no, I think husbands must submit to their wives. <laughs> in the midst of the, in a very powerful place in the country here, hey! <laughs> so she said that, ah, what about if the man is irresponsible? And if the woman is a breadwinner. But the Bible says that. <laughs> and I kept saying, that's what the Bible says. He said, no. no. So this thing is challenging what you have believed. Yeah, because the Bible says that this is what the Bible is saying, but this is what you are also feeling. So either you go like, mm, this one, yeah, or you bend your ear. So this is how to find life. Anything you see that challenges your belief system, bend your ear, bend your head. Praise God. There's a way you can be blessed. You know what the Bible says in James 1.21? Wherefore, laying apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, 
receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your souls. Now, before you are able to receive the implanted word, which can save the soul, he says there is something to put away. And the word is naughtiness. Say naughtiness. If you are naughty, you can never be blessed, be blessed by the word. You know what it means to be naughty? We normally apply that to children. We say you are a naughty child. You know what it means to tell a child you are a naughty child? It means that that particular child, whenever you talk, the child now talks back to you. When you try correcting the child, the child now argues with you. You say one, the child, you know, I don't want that. The child now tries to respond back, try to argue back, try to talk back, try to respond back in a very unpleasant way. We say that child is naughty. And that's what naughtiness is. When you read the Bible, the Bible says for you to, to profit from the word, you have to lay aside naughtiness. Don't be talking to the word. Allow the word to talk to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. What challenges your belief system? What, just allow the word to talk to you. Instead of arguing back and fighting back, don't do that. Hallelujah. <laughs> So he said, we see with meekness. You know what meekness is? Meekness is, pastor, pastor says, Pastor Tina tells you, sit on this chair. But in your heart, you want to stand outside there. In fact, even in your heart, you are even standing outside there. <laughs> when we were growing up, young believers, where we find ourselves, they told us not to pray. They warned us, people shouldn't pray again. One guy got angry and said, say, even right now in my heart, I'm praying. <laughs> of course even right now in my heart I'm praying so meekness is accepting God's allotment of providence what God has, what God has allotted to you God says sit here you don't feel like sitting there but because of God's word alright let me sit there that's meekness so he says receive with meekness that implies that you may not like it you may not like the rebuke from the word. You may not like the correction from the word. You may not like it at all. It may challenge your pride, yet accept it. That's how to find life. Hallelujah. All right. Now, the year inclining is another word for saying. It says, incline your ear to my saying. It's another way of saying Give yourself to the hearing of the word. Give yourself to the hearing to hear my word. Incline my thine ear to my word. Give yourself. Give yourself to hearing. I told you I'm speaking on the hearing of faith. Hearing, hearing. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Give yourself to hearing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now say hearing two times. Listen. To find life, you have to give your ear to hearing. Now, God has a delivery system. He has a delivery system, the way to which we get blessed. And let me tell you something. The primary way God has ordained for us to get blessed in every area of our lives is by hearing. Primary way. Now, this is a key. is by hearing. And many don't know hearing. Number one, listen. The biblical key to healing is hearing. 
The biblical key. I like the way the Nigerians say it. The biblical. The Nigerians say it, is it the biblical key. <laughs> uh, that, that's powerful. The biblical key to healing is what? Hearing. Very powerful. Hearing. Now turn with me quickly to Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. Exodus 15 verse 26. All right. It said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandment and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healed thee. I know that this verse troubles a lot of people because of the words, I will put none of these diseases. So someone, I mean, not too long, a man of God told me that, a man of God was seriously sick, and he told me that the sickness is from God. Yeah, he believes it's God who has put the sickness on him. And I knew he could never be healed. So I had to undo his mindset before he got healed. God hasn't put sicknesses. Though the Bible says, I'll put none of these diseases which I put I brought on the Egyptians. Alright. So now he says, I'll put none of those the diseases which I brought on the Egyptians. I'll put none on you. Now God hasn't put sicknesses on his people. And God doesn't discipline us with sicknesses. Yeah. He doesn't do that. In the Hebrew language is so wonderful that in the Hebrew language, in the Hebrew style of writing, what you allow is what you have done. In the Hebrew language, it's, like, it's in different places in the Bible. What you allow is what you have done. For instance... I could have protected you. Let's say that um, I have some soldiers around and they are keeping you, your property from being stolen. Then I start to let the soldiers go, but you are still there. And the people come to rob you. They come to rob you. So who did it? Who did the robbing? Is it I who robbed you or somebody robbed you? But in the Hebrew, it will be written that I actually did it. That, that's the nature of the Hebrew language. So, this thing is used in a causative sense. So, sometimes what is used in permissive sense is written in a causative sense. So, most of the time you see, and, and God did this. But most of the times, if you read in original Hebrew, it's not causative sense as the English language does it. It's in permissive sense. Because if God does that, then Jesus, look at when Jesus came on earth. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And primarily, he was healing the sick. At least he should have made one person sick. They would have known that God makes people sick. He said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. He said, what things the Father doeth, even so doeth the Son likewise. So what the Father was healing, the Son was healing. Because he never did anything he never saw the Father doing. So Jesus is the will of God in action and how God anointed Jesus, Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about healing all that were what? 
oppressed of the devil. So we know sickness is an oppression of the devil. And when you read Luke 16, verse 13, Of not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years. So it's Satan who bounds. Hallelujah. It's God who heals. But this verse is very interesting. Look at what it says. 15.26, Exodus. For I am the Lord that he led thee. I am the Lord that he led thee. Now, in modern Hebrew, this is how it is read. In modern Hebrew, it says, For I am the Lord, your doctor. That's modern Hebrew. I am the Lord, your doctor. I, I declare the Lord is your doctor in Jesus' name. But listen, there's a condition there. God is willing to be your doctor. Now, in Hebrew, it also means, I am the Lord, your medicine. Yeah, I am the Lord, your medicine. Then I am the Lord, your doctor. Now, God is willing to be your doctor if you fulfill one condition in the verse. Because it starts by saying, if. Now, if you fulfill the condition of if, God is willing to be your doctor. Can you imagine Papa God being your doctor? Makatara basandi. If, if you fulfill the condition of if, God will be your doctor. What did it say? If you diligently hearken. Now, what is diligently hearken? Now, in the Hebrew, is the word shama shama. Shama shama. How many of you know shama in Takradi? <laughs> That's not the kind of shama I'm talking about. <laughs> shama shama. It's not in Hebrew, you know what it says? If you hear and hear, it's two hearings. Now, in Hebraism, it's the most emphatic form of the language. It's the most emphatic form of the language in Hebraism. It says, if you hear and hear. So the whole God being your doctor is contingent on you hearing and hearing. Now, it is repeated twice. If you hear and hear. Now, you can also... It's also if you listen and listen. Or in Hebrew, if you listen, listenly. If you listen, listenly. Or if you hearken, hearkenly. Or if you hear and hear, I'll be your doctor. Brethren, there's such blessing in hearing, which I want to deliver to you. If you continue hearing God's word, if you hear and hear, wow, he says, I'll be your doctor. Praise God. I'm telling you, healing comes from hearing. People want to wait for an evangelist to come to town to perform healing. That may, come once, that may happen once a year. The gifts of healings primarily is for the unsaved. But in secondary terms, it's for the church. No, God wants us to walk personally by faith and appropriate our healing because he did it. <laughs> Listen, how many of you know Cliff Dollar? Now, he was diagnosed with cancer. Cliff Dollar himself, Cliff Dollar, cancer. Now, when he was diagnosed with cancer, he, he, he was so shocked, he never said a word. He just looked to the face of the doctor. And he stood up and walked away. Now he went home and took the tapes of Gloria Copeland. 
<laughs> on healing and began hearing. For two weeks, she had and had on healing, on healing, head and head and head and head and head and head and head. Went back to the doctor after two weeks. Not a single trace of cancer was found in his body. Motakatala. Motakatala. Listen, this one, you give full attention. As though your entire life depended on it. Because God's word cannot lie. Hallelujah. You know why? The Bible says that for after the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, but it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. First Corinthians 1 21. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. I heard the man of God say, Thank God that God didn't say it pleased God by the foolishness of preachers. <laughs> <laughs> by, by the foolishness of preaching to what? to save them the word is sozo now God's delivery package for our blessing is delivered in preaching preaching give yourself to hearing the word preaching listen that's how God delivers a blessing now the Bible says that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching can you imagine this is where your blessing is to save to sozo and the word sozo actually means to heal it means to deliver to preserve. Now, salvation, you know, is an all-encompassing word. So you can say, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to heal. As we hear, to heal those who believe. To preserve those who believe. To protect those who believe. To have all blessings. It pleased God by the foolishness Hearing. For instance, eh? For instance, the word is sozo. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And when the elders of the church come, and let them anoint him with oil, the Bible says, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Actually, the prayer of faith shall heal the sick. A lot of times Jesus will say, thy faith has made you whole. The word is sozo. Jesus Christ healed thee. The word is sozo. The word for heal is sozo. The word for save is sozo. The word for deliver is sozo. So it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to sozo, to heal. So all of God's delivery system is in preaching. As you hear, it is delivered to you. Whatever you need, give yourself to preaching. Listen, there was a certain man who was born. He had never walked before. He was 46 years. Never walked. In fact, he never had toenails. He didn't have the toes. The ten toes, he never had the ten toes. He was born a cripple. He got hold of the healing tapes of Kenny Higgin of Blessed Memory. <laughs> no, at that time he was alive. And he began to listen daily. Now he listened and listened and listened. In the sixth month, the man stood up and walked away. <laughs> he stood up and walked away. What are you talking about? Mokatayade. Acts 14 verse 9. Acts 14 verse 9. Now Paul was preaching. Now let's start from verse 7. And there, now let's start from verse 6 so you can know the place. They were aware, and they were aware of it and fled to Lystra and Debbie, cities of Lyconia, 
and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same head Paul speak. The same head Paul speak. The same head hearing. Head Paul speak. Now, now, in the Greek tense, the word head is in imperfect tense. How many of you remember your JSS and SS? Perfect tense and imperfect tense. <laughs> You've forgotten. <laughs> you need it in the Bible. Now, this word head is imperfect tense. Now, the work of Christ is perfect tense. Normally, when the Bible speaks of our sons being paid and what Jesus has done, perfect tense. Once and for all, work that cannot be repeated. But imperfect tense means continuously, repeat, repetitively. You understand? Imperfect tense. So, as Paul was preaching, the Bible says the same head Paul. A crippled man. You know what it means? So, when he hears Paul at Kaswa Church, he will let them carry Paul to Kaswa. And when Paul gets to Awos Church, they will carry him to Awos Church. And when Paul gets to Tema, no, I'm not saying I'm Paul. When Paul gets to Tema, <laughs> they will carry Paul, he will let them carry him. Because how come he heard him in imperfect, constantly, continuously, wherever Paul went, they will carry this crippled man. Faith never came the first time. But as he continues, continuously heard, the Bible says that <laughs> the same head Paul, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving he had faith to be healed. Who had faith to be healed? Is, is it Paul or the man? It's not Paul's faith. It's the man's faith. Your healing, most of the times, is not pastor's faith. It's your faith. And what did Paul do in the next verse? Said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. <laughs> and he leaped and walked by the man's faith. So as he heard and heard and heard, faith came. Some people don't know, but they think that Jesus healed the multitude. But if you read the Bible, Luke 5, verse 15, the multitude came to hear and to be healed. Luke 6, 17, the multitude came to hear and to be healed. Jesus never just, before they were healed, the word had to go forth. To hear, it's amazing. Look at it. To hear and to be healed. Look at the last part. Which came to hear him and to be healed. Luke 5, 15, to hear and to be healed. Now listen. Pastor, you were reminding me two days ago of when, ten years ago, when I had the accident and you visited me and we're talking about love economy. Now, ten years ago, I had an accident. I'm not saying you have an accident. My accident was as a result of disobedience. I was going to preach somewhere. I knew in my spirit I shouldn't go. But the way the people were pulling me, they, they were saying, now I knew I shouldn't go. I was invited to go. I knew, I didn't see a vision, I didn't hear a voice, but I just knew. I just knew I shouldn't go. So, and I wasn't tired. I wasn't exhausted. I was free. So how do you tell the people you are not coming? They can't even believe you. Because you go every year. So they called me and said, man of God, this year we have been fasting. We fasted and we are believing God for a mighty revival. And we know you are the one God has appointed. Meanwhile, so the first day I didn't go. I just knew. So the second day I went reluctantly. Reluctantly. I was just, hey, this thing. Hmm. Hmm. Hey. Then I sat in a car. Pa, accident. <laughs> After that accident, I said, me and the will of God, we are married forever. 
So this hand, now I saw this hand turn this way, and the hand was hanging. The bones, the fracture, divided into two. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was seeing, so what? What is this? My heart smote me with fear, man of God. So I was put in a wheelchair, dragged into the hospital. Hmm. They said they have to put some metals into my hand. Some metals. Sorry. I said, I don't like metal. So they put POP. Put my hands in POP. They said, I should go for six weeks. Okay. So I had to go for review the sixth week because they said six weeks. On the fifth week, on the fifth week, in one week, I read seven books on healing. <laughs> now you can just imagine Kabakataya on healing red. and I went to the hospital when I went they said they reviewed it and they said oh the thing is, it's almost like nothing is done go and come after one month and we'll give you another time because this one takes a long time so it was discouraging that not so after feeding on six, seven books, that was the result I had. So I went home. I said, it cannot happen. That night, I didn't sleep. So I took my Bible. Then I realized that when Kenneth Higgin was not feeling well, he opened the Bible and stood on it physically. So I also took the Bible and opened it, and I went to stand on the Bible physically, because that's what Kenneth Higgin did. So I also opened it physically, and I stood on it. I said, Father, I stand on your word. <laughs> 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 I began to I was so angry in the spirit because you see I had birth faith already I spoke the word Makatalana. I didn't pray that God should heal me no 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 I knew, I knew it was done and I went back the next day they said one man the next day I was, no my faith was solid because you know, when you give yourself to hearing like that your faith comes alive when you give yourself to hearing it comes alive without hearing you wonder how how it will be but you just give yourself to hearing so I just walked to the place. <laughs> they said, this guy, this guy is stubborn. They checked it and they removed it for me. There! They removed it and I went home without it. Can you imagine? And I will never forget it. They said, this, the question was, what happened? They said, what happened? I said, this one is good. No, I, when I was there, Pastor T was doing my preaching for me. I couldn't go anywhere. It came by. Hallelujah. <laughs> so it works. It works. It works. Now, let's see. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee up on high above all the nations of the earth. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. It shall come upon thee. That means you cannot run fast enough to escape those blessings. Inescapable overtaking blessings. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And look at the blessing. The next verse. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. 
Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind. And so the blessing now even, and this is, you are so blessed that even the cattle, the animals in your house get blessed. That, the children, your womb get blessed, even the animal. The Bible says the blessing gets to your flocks. Can you imagine? The next verse. Even your kitchen get blessed. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Can you imagine? Even your, your cooking utensils get blessed. And the, your storehouse gets blessed. Become a bundle of blessing. The next verse. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in. Blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. Wow. The next verse. And all that. Now all this is contingent on verse 1. Look at verse 1. If thou, that's the condition, hearken diligently. Now in the Hebrew is shama, shama. If thou listen, listenly. If thou hear and hear. Now in the Hebrew, I said in Hebraism, is the most emphatic form of the language. It is re- repeated. If thou hear and hear. So hearing and hearing will usher you into all the multitude of lessons in this chapter. You are blessed going out, blessed coming in, blessed, everything is blessed. Your cattle is blessed, your kitchen is blessed, your household is blessed. You go out, you are blessed. You come in, you are blessed, blessed, blessed. Hearing and hearing. You are given preferential treatment. You hear. One time I heard a message. I I, I was going to the bank. You know, it is difficult. Bank is some way. You may go and queue and... So I said, I heard the message. I said, wow, this message is mine. I have preferential, preferential treatment. Wherever I go, I'm preferred. I go to the bank. I was in a queue. You know, they sit down. And when it overflows, after sitting, we have to queue. How many of you have been to the bank before? Have gone to queue. So I was the last. And I was just checking my time. Oh, when? How I wish I knew. So I was looking around. But I knew I had spoken a word. Someone who was close to the counter, an elderly man, left his place. Can't imagine. He was straight to the counter. He just stood up, looked back, walked to me and said, Sir, good afternoon. Please go and take my place. I said, no, no, no. You are elderly. I don't want you to. I said, no. I said, he said, no. I'm insistent. I said, I know what I'm saying. Go and take my place. I, I, did, I couldn't resist. So he took my place and I took his place. And he doesn't know. He had never seen me before. It's not that he has heard me. I preach. He doesn't know who I am. Hallelujah. It's powerful. May you receive preferential treatment wherever you are. You are preferred. You are going for a visa. People are qualified. They look at you and say, oh, you? We'll give you multiple visa. Five years. <laughs> yeah. Because you give yourself to hearing. It please go through the foolishness of preaching to save, to bless, to heal. God's delivery package, his blessings is delivered when you hear the word. Job 36, verse 11. Hallelujah. Job 36, verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. <laughs> now, amazingly, the word obey is not, it's not the word for obey in Hebrew. It's the word shama. <laughs> it's the word shama. If they hear and serve him, Makata, they shall spend their days. How many of you want to spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasure? He says, give yourself to hearing and serving. Just hearing the word. Just hearing the word. If they shall hear and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Makata Lavata. Oh my. I, I heard, man of God, I heard uh, Kenneth Copeland. You know, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, they listen to Kenneth Hagin every day. 
before they sleep. These people are in their mid-80s, 80s. Every day, they listen, he and his wife. That's why he's, he's, he's a victor. He's, he's, whatever happens, hallelujah. I mean, he's the richest preacher, yet he's not greedy. He's the, yet he's selfless. Yet his focus is not even on the riches. His focus is on the gospel. That's true success. <laughs> wow. Let's go to First Kings. First Kings 3 verse 9. When the Lord appeared to uh, um, Solomon in a dream after he had given those sacrifices, and God asked him, gave him an open check, whatever you want, say, ask. This is what Solomon asked. This is what Solomon said. Give therefore thy servants an understanding heart to judge, that, to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people. Now let me read in the Hebrew. Give therefore thy servants a hearing heart. <laughs> Give thy servant a hearing heart. Actually, what Solomon asked was a hearing heart. A heart to be hearing from God, to be hearing, to be hearing his word, to be hearing, a hearing heart. Can you imagine? And when you ask for a hearing heart, God gives you bonuses. You know the bonus that came? God gave him riches and honor. Above all that had ever lived, God gave him riches and honor. That was a bonus. A hearing heart. It's so amazing that when this hearing heart came with wisdom. And in the next chapter is so amazing that, look at what, I said it in the other church, the next chapter, after he had received wisdom which no man had ever had, he surrounded himself with counselors. How come? Your wisdom is hiding everyone. After receiving that kind of wisdom, the Bible says he surrounded himself with counselors. Because the first proof of wisdom is teachability and submission. Yeah. Counselors to counsel him. Can you imagine why? He had a hearing heart. <laughs> a hearing heart to hear what counselor, counselors are saying, although he had been giving wisdom above everyone else. You have a pastor who has a hearing heart. Pastor T has a hearing heart. Hallelujah. Yeah. Listen. He listens. May you receive grace to hear and hear to the glory of God. Now let's see Galatians 3 verse 5. He therefore that ministereth to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? It's a question. Now let me read it in the Greek. The Greek says that he that is constantly he that is constantly ministering the Spirit to you and constantly working miracles among you. What happens is that every time God, God is working miracles, even right now, God is supplying the Spirit. <laughs> now the word ministereth is where we get the word choreography, epichorigio, choreography. Supplying all the needs of the chorus by the choragus. Now in those days, in, in Greek, there used to be performing artist and there was a, a director a sponsor when you join the, the the team he gives you everything you need he gives you instrument he gives you food he gives you transportation he gives you clothing whatever you need to be part of the drama the, 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 the performing artist he supplies all the needs and that's the word ministerate here what it means is that in the congregation whatever your need is 
The Lord is constantly supplying when we meet like this. And he's constantly working miracles among us. But how does he do it? He do it by the hearing of faith. Listen, miracles doesn't just come when we start laying hands. As we hear, the package is delivered. It's just by hearing and believing. So whatever I'm, whatever I'm talking about, as you hear, as you hear, something begins to happen to you. People don't know that. That's when you are listening to a, a preacher who blesses you, listen well. One day I was preaching. After the preaching, two weeks after preaching, the person called me and said, Say, I've been masturbating for 14 years. And I masturbate five times a day. I have masturbated so much that my hands even has a, my hands is even weak. Because of my masturbation, I feel my exams are this level and this level and this level and this level. But when you were preaching, as the word was going, I, something left me. I have gone two weeks forgetting that I, I used to masturbate. He couldn't remember. He remembered after two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. That's the word. So as I'm ministering right now, something has happened to you. Your, your deliverances are coming. And manif- your healings are manifesting. Your needs are being supplied. You cannot walk with God. You are receiving strength to walk with... Things are happening in the spirit realm. Moko Torobo Sakata. Hallelujah. Act, Act chapter 20 from verse 7. <laughs> now, let me summarize this. You know, Paul, when, upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Now, Paul preached a very long time. He preached that at midnight he was preaching. Paul preached for more than six hours. There are people who cannot endure preaching for one hour. How could you have been in the Acts of the Apostles? How? <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. I went to preach in a certain church. You know how many minutes they gave me to preach? They said, in this place, the first service, the first service we preached for 10 minutes. <laughs> and I began to wonder, what am I going to say? 10 minutes. And a lot of top, top, top guys in the country were all sitting now. I said, 10 minutes. An announcement would normally take 45 minutes. <laughs> And when they finished the service, some of them walked straight to drinking bars and sit down for three hours. But the way that will bless your life and change you and transform you, 10 minutes. <laughs> but you people have been trained well. Yeah, you've been trained well. Yeah. You people are like, uh, you are weird glutton. You just receive, 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 receive. That is why in the next 10 years, you are going to... Ah, when we talk about the upper class of the society, you are there. Those who are making impact on the face of the earth, you are there. Now, in the next 10 years, you are going to be a wonder beyond the yonder. You will be full of... You will be glorified. And God will increase the works of your hands. I see us having a meeting in the next 10 years and we can't recognize today. Because the little one shall be a thousand and the small one shall be a great nation and God will hasten it in his time. 
And if you are here under this ministry, I'm telling you the blessing is coming from the head, running down to the beard, even to Aaron's beard, and to the, to the skirt of his garment. It is written all of you, spiritually, academically, economically, in every way, good success in every ramification. It is bombarding you inescapable blessing. You cannot run enough to, to, to overtake it. Inescapable preferential treatment. Favor will flavor everywhere. It's just 10 years and we will see the mighty move of God, the mighty hand of God. And this place will be, will be one of the headwaters, the headwaters of the revival and what God is doing on the earth. And this place, Makota Shikate, Rabakate, Zushikate, Rabakate, Zishikate, Rakabakate, and it will come to pass. Shibakate, Rimakate, Sibra, Zish Ingadakate, Ivalele, Ivalale, Shabarabakate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, it will come to pass. The word of God will be said from this place to the nations of the world shibakata shibakata the gl glory of god will issue out from this place to the nations of the world to the ends of the earth and god of glory will be magnified the word of god is going to be glorified in this place tremendous change cataclysmic movement a spiritual storm of unprecedented proportion something is about to happen hey it's an army of God. It's an army of God. Hey, Shaka Tabakate. They are coming. It is happening. It will happen. It will spring forth from this place. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, God is fitting you into your purpose if you are here. Shaping you. All of a sudden, you are in the right place at the right time. Listen, you see, the anointing of God is going to impact your feet. And from today, you're going to walk into, into the right place. The right offices. You see, if you're working in a place and you lose interest, don't worry. God is going to open a greater door. There's going to be a reshuffling in the realm of the spirit. And a perfect replacement, perfect arrangement in the place of spirit. All in anticipation of what is yet to come. It's going to, be, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And anointing, I see the anointing on your feet. Thank you. Begin to bless the name of God. Begin to glorify his name. Something great is about to happen to us. Yora, Sisha, Kata, Yande, Sude. Thank you, Lord. To Him alone be glory. Hallelujah. It's going to manifest. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.